just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 122 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 6, episode 16, Screenwriters Blues. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 16, Screenwriters Blues. Dom, we are here. How are you, my friend? I am very well. We are back in Treehill Land, Podland, mm-hmm. I like to call it. And uh, yeah, it's good. I've had a lot of communication from one Raven in particular who's okay. been catching up with the podcast and they're coming on soon. And that's Abby May, who we did our, her shout out, was it last week? I think it was last week. Yeah. And um, she's basically been spoiling one tree hill no not really i'm kidding i'm kidding that was a joke she put in a like a joke spoiler and she said that lucas goes into space and enters a different dimension uh, and so on and so on and so on um which i was like this, that's that the e- finale of season seven <laughs> i was like that episode is a definite 10 you know that sort of thing <laughs> so there's yeah so it's, it's been good it's been good communication with um at least one raven <laughs> But yeah, that's I've been, good. I've been all good, my friend. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Very busy at work and things, but all is well. All is well. And excited to be back in One Tree Hill world. It feels like we're getting there. Like it feels like we are moving the gauntlet or getting closer to the gauntlet. What do you do with a gauntlet? You sort of throw them down. Oh, shit. It's kind of like a so glove, some... isn't it? So it's almost like we threw the gauntlet, like saying we're going to get through nine seasons of One Tree Hill, and then we've been working our way towards it, Mm. and it feels like we're getting close to arriving. Like I feel like I can see it in the distance, and it's 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 strange. It's weird. See, I kind of feel like that as well, where I go, oh, it feels like it's getting close, and then I look at just how much season seven and season eight there is because I, I don't look like looking it up i look on the list that we have of you know mostly who's joining because there's been a couple of errors lately so i do apologize for that but like we I look both at, apologize <laughs> i look at i look at the list and think that's there's a lot still to go there's a lot of talking to magdalena that i had not planned for in my life uh, <laughs> st- still to happen and you know just the general abuses that come with that so mm-hmm. yeah I hope she enjoys that little shout out for her as well. She will. She loves it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, it's more, I think that I I feel like I'm going to feel really accomplished when we finish. To feel like we finished One Tree Hill. We podcasted every single episode. I feel like that's going to be, feel like an achievement. But then I think it's going to feel like, now what? Dawson's Creek 
or Prison Break, or Lost, or movie who knows but it's just gonna feel like that was what that was the goal we set out and really when you look back on it that is a a lofty goal it's like a big commitment yeah uh, well yeah absolutely i mean i keep saying dawson's creek it's kind of tongue-in-cheek i'm not really that keen on the idea of doing that straight after one tree hill um so if we can keep that at arm's length great if there's a lot of demand for it we'll see but um yeah it's it is sort of scary to think that we started this journey a few years ago now and we're getting to a point where we're probably not that far from the end um obviously we're well over halfway so yeah we're definitely not far from the end um i mean there's still 80 episodes to go give or take is that right yeah yeah what what was this for you number 122 Oh, so it's like 60. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're even closer. It's right. 187, so what's right, like 65. Okay. okay, so like 65 episodes to go. That's still, you know, over a year's worth of podcasting on this to go if we're hmm. still doing it once a week, which is the plan. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot. It's just that like I can't think like maybe we need a little break afterwards. Uh, I'm saying a couple of weeks and then... Boom, straight back in with something else. Something else where we're led down a rabbit hole of craziness. We also have other fun side projects on the go. So I'm not sure if it will be released by the time this is out. I'm sure it probably will. But we are also covering Home Improvement from the Mm -hmm. 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Which... um, we're doing one podcast episode per season so look out for that on the patreon feed and and the general feed we feed pigeons around here too (laughs) occasionally and then we've got some movies coming up as well we've got my cousin Vinny. we've got mean girls so also be on the lookout for those as well but right now i'm on the lookout for sophie sophie is going to come on the podcast Sophie is from Down Under. <laughs> oh, it's gonna Sophie, be early. It's gonna be early for Sophie as well. It's gonna be so early it's for so Sophie. Early. It's gonna be early, but yet she seems to be in a bricked area. <laughs> <laughs> and sofa'd, I think. <laughs> and it's incredibly bright. <laughs> but we are joined by the one, the only <laughs> Sophie. Sophie, you're back. How's it going? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, all well, good. Great to see you. Great to have you on. I know. Been a minute. What's where? What, where are what's you? What's happening? Yeah. What's what's the? Are environment? you being held against your will in a basement somewhere? I am. <laughs> um, no. So I actually live in a hotel. Fun fact. Nice. Um. Okay. Yeah. So um. I'm like the the night manager basically for the hotel. Um. So I live here with my boyfriend and this is around the time when he's like getting ready for work, making coffee, making breakfast, being annoying. So I was like, I'm just going to go to one of the storerooms. Fair enough. Is that why why there's mattresses behind you or like bits of bed? Yeah. yeah. Spare mattresses. (laughs) Here's the tour. Wow. This is what it looks like. This is awesome. (laughs) What what time is it there? Um, It's 6.30. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I'm just happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you here. Oh, great. Have, I'm have also you... sorry that we're never going to be able to top Paul Johansson coming on in the episode, on your episode. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to be able to. There's just no, down, just where downhill. do we go from there? Yeah, yeah. just downhill from there. I know. Yeah. Look, that's disappointing to hear. Um, <laughs> I'm actually so bringing on Chad right now. Here comes oh, Chad Michael Murray. Oh, <laughs> Right, so I, I watched that clip the other day uh, on Instagram. I was like scrolling through and I saw it on our like Ravens channel and your face when you could <laughs> see his face pop up. So good. That's like that's one of my favorite moments of our whole podcast history is <laughs> seeing your face because Dom kind of Dom got it. I saw him get it just before because when Paul Zoom came up, it had like the username that he had used when Dom and I had interviewed him before. And Dom is so annoying with having such a great memory like that, that he sort of twigged it a few seconds before, but I, but you didn't until his face came up. It was just such a great, a great moment. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I was completely surprised. I just kept thinking, cause didn't you say it was your dad that was coming on? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, oh, this is a bit strange, but we'll go with it. But no, I did not see that coming at all. Sophie's back on season seven, episode three, right? So Simon, you've got time to to get someone on for that episode. Do you know? Well, <laughs> Paul is okay because we follow each other, and so we can we message and stuff, so it's fine. But with I think Instagram changed some things around. So when I'm like trying to message people to say, "Hey, it'd be great. We do this podcast. It'd be great if you could come on." like people that you know we don't have we've never had contact with like bobby i've tried to get bobby on i tried to get the guy that played x on and andre but i think it just goes into their like hidden message folder it doesn't like pop up anymore so it's really difficult to get people on just comment on all their pictures Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Here's a picture of my family member. Hey, would you like to come on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, with us three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, can I ask? I want to yeah. ask: Have you been watching any of the World Cup? Been affected by the World Cup? Or no? No. 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 I'm so Fair sorry, enough. but um, I did think of you actually because I've been watching Band of Brothers for the first <gasps> time. Ooh, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. We're only like four episodes in, but mm. yeah, it's really good. It's not usually the kind of thing I watch, so, you know, it's a bit dark, obviously. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, a bit dark. It's good. Anything else. It's quality. Montreal. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good. I'm like, oh, this is going to destroy me by the end of this. But, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Episode nine is particularly hard, but you'll be okay. Oh. <laughs> let me know how you get on with it Mm. it is a tough watch i watched it when um we did saving private ryan and then i watched it like as a follow-on to that and yeah it is it is really good um but yeah there's that i think i know what the episode is that you're referencing um yeah but true stuff isn't it this stuff Mm. happens so Mm. yeah well it's hard to watch yeah. I want to talk about stuff that didn't happen that's easy to watch. One Tree Hill. This is a 
particularly entertaining episode, I would say. Did you choose this episode on purpose? Like, is this a favorite of yours? I did, yeah. When I think of season six, it's probably one of the ones that stands out for me. I'd say it's one of my favorites from the season. And Dom, I mean, obviously we're not going to give anything away. We'll save it for, for judgments, but... No, don't say anything, Dom. Let's save yours for, for judgments. Well, I never ask you what you think of the episode this early, do I? So let, let's, let's, let's dive in because, Sophie, we've done, we haven't dived in at all, um, at all. We've, we've waited for you. So let's do it. What, which Fred, which character would you like to follow first? Mm. Should we get Peyton out of the way? I found her storyline probably the least interesting. We Perfect. love getting her out of the way. We love that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Dom, fill us in on Peyton in this one. Baby-proof him. I just don't understand why she's baby-proofing the place when she's not even showing yet. I mean, it's it's a nugget. Do you know what I mean? I know it's important to do, but it's 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 basically the size of a chicken nugget, and she's yeah. nowhere near anything happening with this child. She's got time. She's got time. Like even building the cot or whatever that she was building, mm-hmm. th- it didn't need to happen then and there. Like, thank you so much, like Karen and um, whatever his name is, Andy, for sending Andy. this over. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm going to have to build this. Like immediately, like the baby's coming tomorrow. Like, no, you've got time. You have time. Okay. Can I also just add that, a baby wouldn't even sleep in that cot until they were over six months old. Like they sleep in a little uh, tiny cot thing that's like next to your bed for the first six months and then they move over to being in a cot like that. So if she's only, I don't know, let's say she's two two months down the line, she's got, what, almost a year and a half before <laughs> she needs to put that together. Yeah. She's got time. She's got time. But literally her episode, her episode did categorize like quite well how stressful it is kind of being alone in that situation. So I, mm. I, I think I think they did well in that regard, in that respect, because Lucas is off doing his uh, film stuff and they're trying to cast the film and so on and so forth. And she's very much like feeling quite isolated, I think. And we get that quite a lot from her. But it's quite boring. She has Mia come round. She goes out picking gifts for the baby, gifts for the wedding, you know, with Brooke. And they talk about the, the boys that they've been sharing. And it's, yeah, it's all just a bit. Let's get past the bait and bits because we get to something funny or something more interesting in a minute. Um, that's kind of how I felt about it anyway. Well, what's your perspective, Sophie? Yeah, I kind of agree. It kind of it wasn't my favorite part of the episode, but... Um, yeah, like that storyline was definitely worth it to have like, I don't know, it, it ties in well with the end, like when Lucas finally shows up. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty relatable, especially because I'm someone that like the more time I spend alone, the more I like overthink and spiral and get into my head. So if I was her, I'd probably be the same in that position. But yeah, definitely don't think it was necessary to set up that cot, as everyone's been saying. <laughs> absolutely it's just no need to build it then and there and the instructions being in italian i'm sure you could still figure it out 
I'm sure it'd still be okay. Do you know what I mean? It's Diagrams. Well, yeah. I, I can't speak though. Like I'm terrible at putting things together. But <laughs> Skills said he could do that, right? As a service. He's also a handyman. So you could take him up on that. But also, Skills, you've been friends with Peyton for like, you know, a decade plus. Surely just help her put it together as a, to be a good <laughs> friend. Like you're already getting paid for the baby proofing. Just stay an extra half an hour and throw that together, surely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And why didn't she know? She said, why didn't I know this? But why didn't you know that? Why didn't she know that's what his job was? Is Peyton one of those people that in a conversation would just talk about herself and not ask anybody else any other questions? And so if skills isn't forthright with, hey, I've actually got a side hustle going on, then no one will ever know. Maybe. Self-absorbed Peyton. I guess so. Uh, this brings me to another question about skills is he no longer a basketball coach or does or does that not happen when you're not it's not season so he doesn't need to worry about it they don't have a pre-season they don't have to train in the interim before the season starts is it is he just not doing that anymore or we is he dropped that is he done well we we know that that school is still in right because sam's in school so you'd think that even in the off season they'd have training right exactly still be doing something right surely yeah so i guess he's unemployed from the school <laughs> <laughs> well because lucas isn't the coach anymore you'd think surely skills could be the head coach now yeah with nathan gone as well no one's standing in his way yeah they've just completely left that sophie if you have an answer for that on my on my forgetting something no. No, I can't think. They're yeah, too focused sure. on Nathan's basketball journey that they're not bothered about the Ravens anymore. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. But we'll see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But also a good segue over to Nathan. I mean, Sophie, Nathan is is playing basketball again. Bobby is just the best. How much do you love Bobby? <laughs> oh, he's pretty good. I love that he has his back. Um, yeah, just love, you know, when Nathan's playing basketball again. We love to see it. And what did you think about, um, is it D- Devon Fox? Davon? Devon? D- Devon. 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 Oh, we said this last week. It's pronounced like different in our accent, isn't it? Um <laughs> his departure from the team he got cut um bobby's like yeah well fuck that guy it's it's him or us you know it's not i mean it's not how bobby said it bobby's way more classy than that but uh i mean what did you think of that philosophy and nathan's guilt over it yeah see watching it this time um i can understand of course like why nathan would feel bad but at the end of the day like what's going on at home shouldn't have anything to do with what's going on um you know like in the team like he definitely had that coming you know what did you guys think it's just just the fact that you know nathan was concerned about him because he's got a family and he's you know he's got a kid and he even turns and says you think you're the only one who's got a family and it's like what you're the guy that tore up all my pictures you were the six-year-old that decided to trash my like locker unit bit you know what a dickhead so i think nathan just you know he tried to do the right thing or tried to do a nice thing but 
Bobby set him straight. Bobby was like, no, nah, this guy's a, a complete tool. And, you you know, you're all good, mate. You're all good. We got rid of him because he's a dickhead. Don't worry about it. And he's not. you're not the only one that wants to get to the NBA. Bobby's got dreams. Yeah, Bobby's got high hopes. <laughs> you know, he wants things to happen. Yeah, and he can't do that on a losing team. So exactly, win me some games, Nathan. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did like just to jump back to Peyton as well because of every all of the characters have interacted with their the people that are casting as them, and we we jump right at the beginning. We have um, Haley and Nathan being casted, cast not casted cast, um, and then we have a moment with Nathan and Haley when they leave the audition room, and Haley's like, "Oh, you're going away for two weeks. I'm going to miss you so much." And he's like, well, yeah, you know, and he says whatever. He says something quite sweet. And then she's immediately like, well, I've got all these topless Nathans. Like, boom, straight back to sex, straight back to wanting to to rip everybody's clothes off and, you know, Mm -hmm. do naughty things to him. And now she's got several people that look like Nathan hanging around. She could get up to all sorts. She kissed Chris Keller. She's done it before. It could happen again. I'm just (laughs) putting it out there. She's a flight risk. (laughs) Sophie, what do you think about Haley's over-sexualization of Nathan? <laughs> mm, I mean, she's only human. <laughs> He's you know, me. I can't say. I mean, I can't say I'd be any different if I was in that position. Like, hello, Nathan Scott. <laughs> Nathan um, Royal Scott. No. Yeah, justice for Haley. Honestly. Okay. Where are the rest of the Ravens okay. at? No. <laughs> I'm sick of this. No, she's just living it. Oh, that's fair. Okay, she's just living it, living her dreams. I think it's just more that if you was to flip it round, and everything, every time Haley was talking about something, Nathan's just like, "Yeah, but what about we do that in bed though?" Like, as in, it wouldn't quite feel the same, especially if he was whispering it really breathy, like she likes to do as well. She loves a good breathy whisper. Mm. But, no, that's very true. it's fine we're here for it okay well what did you think of um well if we're talking about the casting reese james vanderbeek is just the best isn't he just the best he he is pretty hilarious is his name adam i thought his name was adam is it not reese maybe his last name is reese oh maybe i'll check while you talk but i i think he's hilarious he steals the show i think a little bit when he's on it and then pushes everybody to a a a degree of wanting to punch him in the face you know nathan again let's like keep stick with nathan because you know we haven't delved into everything with him yet but he uh, calls him like a, a jerk or whatever he calls him or i can't remember what he says about him but he's like basically you're an idiot and i'm gonna smash your face in which i thought was you know perfect because he should, and he's just playing this excellent asshole. <laughs> what do you think, Sophie? What do you think yeah, it's that? very entertaining. I don't know. Obviously, like a lot of the stuff he says, it's like, oh, it's so brutal. But it's just so, I don't know, it's really fun to watch. I feel like this whole episode was pretty funny for One Tree Hill, I'd say. Like, yeah. there was a lot of good one-liners. Yeah, definitely. I, I think every time uh, a character walked in so like when Peyton walks in and there's all the Peytons 
and she's like, oh, I'm Peyton Sawyer. She's like, get, you know, okay, I like your method style, but go back over there, go and sit over there and wait your turn. And she's like, no, I'm the real Peyton Sawyer. And she's just like trying to explain herself. Um, we get quite a few of that. And then, you know, the girl's like, why does everybody leave? It's just next to her and <laughs> all of that. It's just all these really good moments like that, that that sort of really stand out. And it did happen kind of throughout the episode as well. So it's quite quite interesting even though like it pushed it to a a kind of new level when we got to brook which we'll come to in a little while but um yeah it was good like we need to come back to Haley because there's more to Haley's story as well because there's all the stuff at the school that we need to talk about so but we can talk about reese or adam or whatever his name is first (laughs) his name is adam reese oh okay there you go awesome (laughs) so i think they called it but i think I think they're mainly referring to him as Reese, but yeah, they must have called him Adam in there as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's brilliant. I love the bit right at the beginning where they're trying to cast Haley and Nathan, and Nathan says, "Well, the director's a jackass" or something like that, and he says, "Even when he talks back to me, I still find him likable." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. What, well, Sophie? What did you think of? Well, where should we stick? Do you want to stick with? Do you want to go to Haley and talk about the stuff at the school? Sure. Please. What did What did you think? What was happening there? Um. So it's it's to do with Sam and her essay. Um. So Sam obviously wrote an essay that um I don't know describes a lot about her childhood and it won a competition, right? And then mm-hmm. Haley published it. But then the principal um, says that if she like actually goes through with publishing it, that she's going to get fired. So then there's that whole thing, which, um, yeah, I know you guys <laughs> didn't like the whole Haley part. Um, I think what I found the most frustrating in that storyline was the principal. I just found that so unrealistic. Like, would any principal actually be that horrible straight up? Like, maybe it's true, but I don't know. I just doubt that they can just throw the whole, like, hmm, I don't like that, you're fired, you know? But maybe it's different over there. Possibly. I have two questions about the whole situation. One, are we assuming that Haley didn't pick the winner of the essay? And two, was the principal's name Principal, like, Rimlicker or something like that? It was something awful. I don't like, think <laughs> it was that. I think it was, I think it was, like, Rim, Rin, Rin, I have to look. It, I think you've made that up. I don't. It was awful. She had a terrible name, I thought. It made, I, I'm pretty sure it made me laugh during the watch along. <laughs> And it I'm made me laugh. Sure. And I it Maybe today. this is someone we could get on the podcast. No, no, we can't now. Let's <laughs> hope <laughs> she never listens. I'll check. I'll check. Um, but but are we assuming yeah. Haley judged it or somebody else judged it? The competition. I think ha- oh, hmm, good question. I assumed that it was Haley, but maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't her because she no. seemed kind of surprised. I think because I assumed it was Haley as well. But from what Sophie just said, it made me then think maybe it wasn't Haley, because I thought if Haley did pick it, it's a little bit a bit close to home. Um, or is that a bad turn of phrase? Because it's about homelessness. Um, and then, <laughs> um, 
and then the answering the phone at school was a bit bad teachery and ignore it. everybody kind of just cuts into sam and ignores what she's saying but yeah i just wasn't sure who picked the winner sophie any ideas i always took it that Haley did but i imagine well we don't really know what the essay or anything's about right but i imagine no one else probably got that deep and personal as sam did so yeah <laughs> so i'm i'm team Haley on this one i agree do you not think there's just an element of bad teacher there? She gets a phone call in the middle of the class. She tells the class to turn it off because she doesn't know it's her phone. She then answers it, realising it's her phone, cuts Sam off halfway through reading her essay to the class that's about quite a tough subject, mm-hmm. and then says, oh, he got in. He got into the... He's in the starting in the team. And then everybody's like, yay. And then she's like, oh, okay, you can continue reading. See, I would have actually agreed with that, but three of my best friends are actually teachers. And just the other day, um, one of them, her roommate, had locked herself out and she was able to answer the phone during class. Like, this just happened the other day. So I was like, well, I guess it does happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that means your friend's just as bad at teaching as Haley, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, she's, I reckon she's a terrible teacher. <laughs> no, no, not actually. Well, I can report that the principal's name is Principal Rimkus. Oh, Rimkus, that was it. R-I-M-K-U-S, Rimkus. Rimlicker. And, okay, and, (laughs) (laughs) child, but she is also, uh, she was in Vampire Diaries for, uh, where? A lot of episodes, 23 episodes, something like that. She was in The Young and the Restless, 333 episodes. When you think this person is accessible to us? No, I'm realising <laughs> now that she, she would not be accessible. <laughs> so how did Paul Johansson become accessible? How did we do that? Like, how how did I... I had no maybe, involvement. Maybe it was maybe from comment. What... It might have been from commenting on his stuff. I don't know. Oh no, I remember. Like I I did a story post inviting him on and he saw it and then and then we DM'd. Yeah, okay. So maybe I need to do more of that, like posting on the stories, inviting people in and hoping they see it. Do it. Yeah. Let's okay. all do it. Every Raven, do it. Mm. Invite yeah. the main cast on. Yeah, I feel like it must have gotten harder ever since Drama Queens became a thing. Stupid drama queens. Yeah. Stupid yeah. drama queens. <laughs> For giant dinosaur here. It's just <laughs> on my desk. Um, okay, so I think she's a terrible teacher. Sorry, just to be involved in that. And uh, what upsets me the most is the way that she sits with her feet up on her desk. It feels so disrespectful to her class, which I'm sure if any member of the class put their feet up on their desk, it would not be allowed. That is a double standard. That is to suggest that there is a superiority, there is elitism there, and I don't think that is a narrative that we should be pushing to the young minds of tomorrow. Just saying, Haley. Spot on. What happens to Prince That's true. I like to think he like elevated and went into politics. 
<laughs> he's now Mayor Turner. <laughs> yeah, he replaced Dan. <laughs> Sophie. Although, I was, I did just have a thought. Um, like, I guess in this particular class, like they're the class that lost Quinton earlier, you know, in the year. So maybe that they've just, they've all become really close. So that's why it's more casual and comfortable. I don't know. Could be a point. It sounds like you're making excuses for her, Sophie, and don't feel like you have to. Like it's okay; she can stand on her own or sit at a table with her feet up and answering her phone while she's being paid to teach a class. Either way, it's fine. Mm. Dom, you are the embodiment of Principal Rimkus. I mean, when <laughs> when I saw that scene, it was like. This is Dom's style of management. <laughs> Just to the point, don't fuck with me. And if you do fuck with me, you're not going to be here for much longer. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was good fun. <laughs> well done. She's a bit brutal, isn't she? She's a little bit brutal. Yeah, I mean, it was... She's got it that was stary, a... scary stare as well. Like those, like, kind of deep blue eyes that will rip out your soul. So, terrifying. And I like the repeat joke from Sam of, you know, I'm not going to start confessing to things. You know, that was all funny. Like, I, I, I like it as a, like, I'm only playing. Like, I like it as a, <laughs> as a plot device and as a story. And I think they just use, they're using it as a way to get her out of teaching, I think, to try and free her up for something else, Um, I would imagine. Going I mean, on Dom to with Mia, perhaps. Oh, Okay. Ooh. Album number two for both of them. A shared album, a, a collab. collaboration, double yeah. disc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, should we talk a bit about? Well, we're talking about Nathan. I, I guess about. Did you say there was more to say about Peyton? No, we said that. What about Lucas? Dom, you fill us in on Lucas. Well, Lucas is having a bit of a nightmare casting the film, uh, and he's struggling with uh, all of Reese's choices, Reese's pieces, um, and it basically Reese is picking people based on looks rather than talent and uh, suitability for the role, um, and they do the whole close your eye and listen to them thing and there's the girl that walks in and she's like oh I love Trouser Hound <laughs> <laughs> and he says he loves you <laughs> um, which is incredibly awkward it's a bit of insight into the reality of how these things happen uh, and work in that industry I guess um, which is a bit weird considering who wrote it um, but yeah uh, was this episode was directed by Bethany Joy Lenz as well wasn't it I'm pretty yeah, sure I said that, sure which that. is yeah. interesting. Is this the first one she directs? I haven't noticed her. I think so. I'll also check while you talk. On, I haven't noticed her direct any others, so it was good. Like she gave Haley a bit to do, but there was a lot of like close-up shots on on pretty much everyone. Um, but Lucas basically having this massive crisis of I I want the right people and I want the people I want the real people to kind of have a say of who plays them and uh, and have a a part in this decision making and it's becoming very difficult because this director doesn't understand um and yeah it's just very complicated for him he has a little tantrum and sort of storms out 
um, and has his sort of moment, bless him. But yeah, he's he's mostly just pissed off with everything, isn't he? Like, what do you think, Sophie, about Lucas's journey? Yeah. Um, well, I totally, you know, you can understand why he's pissed off. But um, but no, I think it's it's a pretty it's pretty fun that um we get to see like um, you know, just the whole casting process in general with Lucas. And the the three guys that are sitting on the sofa, like watching him, that are there obviously to to audition to be him, then scratching their heads oh, yeah. at the same time, and there's all those moments, just loads of silly moments like that. And he's like, "Stop it, yeah. just like give it up." Um, but Haley does come and give him, you know, some some good advice, and she's like, "Oh, I can help other people." So other people's lives, that's just my own life. That's like a shower of shit or whatever she says it is. I'm sure she didn't use those words, but along along those lines like the moments these moments with uh Haley and nathan uh Haley and nathan Haley and lucas um really kind of make me think about season one a lot more and how close they were and it's nice that we're kind of getting those moments again because they they lost that for quite a long time sort of during the middle um but well between season one and now sort of thing so like what do you think about these moments when they happen again sophie yeah, for sure. I think that is why I like this episode so much. It feels very nostalgic. Like they're highlighting all those um, like iconic moments in the earlier seasons. And um, yeah, I definitely like that we got that moment with Haley and Lucas. I wish that they, I don't know, I wish that there was more of them sometimes. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah, I, I think there could be a lot more. Um, there's definitely scope for them to put in more and for them to kind of help each other out a bit but um i think Haley is Haley's one of these characters that's kind of here there and everywhere so she's either with with nathan at school or with brooke or with peyton or she she bounces about quite a lot she's always doing something different she's kind of put in because she's quite a sensible kind of per, like she's quite a sensible character to add to a particular scene and kind of adds some humor to it as well. So whenever she's with Lucas and Lucas is having a bad time, she adds the funny. Uh, and when it comes to Nathan, she adds the the caring and the probably overly, you know, flirtatious, but you know, that's fine. It's her husband uh, and he's a very attractive man. And then when we've got her <laughs> with Peyton and Brooke, she's either caring or funny. So she's got both sides of it with, with either of them. Um, uh, and like giving out kind of advice as well so she does get thrown around quite a lot but if, if she had more kind of focus time with lucas it'd be quite nice it'd be quite like we grew up together we've done everything together um but we barely see each other so it would be nice to kind of go back and and sort of throw them together a bit more what do you think si yeah i totally agree seeing them together does it does feel reminiscent of season one and it feels nice it feels safe feels a bit more grounded than um a bit where the show can get to but it, we know psycho derricks and nanny carries which we all love all of these things of course um but it reminds us that it started as quite quaint and i think just over time naturally the show has to develop in that way and evolve otherwise there's no room for growth so but it's nice to go back and visit those moments and it feel a little bit more quaint at times so yeah i'm a fan of it 
Dan and Jamie have a really fun arc in this one. What did you think, Sophie? We've got the miss the miscommunication that Jamie wants to bring a date to the <laughs> beach, uh, the beach house, which turns out to be his teacher. Yeah, I really like this episode um, with Jamie and Dan. Um, Dom, did you see it coming when it ended up being a teacher or did you actually just think it was a um, like a classmate? It, it wasn't until Jamie's. she knocked on the door. That I then went, ah, this this is it. This is the person. So yeah, I didn't mm. see it until until she was actually there. But I, I thought it was quite funny. I thought it was, I, initially I thought it was quite sweet because I think that I think that's a thing. I think that does tend to happen. Like boys will you know kind of have a bit of a crush on like young boys will have a crush on like an older woman, like a teacher figure or something like that. So I, I think it does happen. I think it's quite uh, like a sweet moment, but. A lot of tension between him and Dan in, in, in those moments as well. But yeah, I wasn't expecting the teacher uh, at all. But as soon as Dan opens the door, I was like, ah, okay, this is this is what's going on. And and great comedy kind of ensues from it. Um, you know, with but and, and then Jamie gets hurt and so there's quite there's sweet moments and I really like the moment with Dan saying you know, you're my best friend, don't you know that? Because it feels completely genuine. I mean, obviously he loves him as his grandson, but I mean, it feels like he he is his only friend. So mm. it's, uh, and, he ha- and he is always honest with him, which Dom, you've mentioned previously, is that he, he doesn't really hide anything from him. So yeah, did you enjoy that as well, Sophie? Yeah, I really did. Um... I was also thinking, um, like, I kind of understand, I guess I'm, like, jumping around, but, like, obviously Dan, um, like, gets carried away trying to, like, you know, bond with Miss Lauren and ends up embarrassing Jamie. Um, And it got me thinking, like, this is the first time that Dan has had just, like, a normal, you know, interaction with people where he can, you know, where it's outside, like, everything that he's done in, like, what, years like over five years it was kind of like he could just pretend that this is his you know full-time life and that mm-hmm. yeah but it's um oh i found it heartbreaking when jamie like tells him like yells at him and says that he says that he hates him right it's like i hate you mm-hmm. yeah and yeah was and you was you were in pri- he was in prison you know yeah <laughs> I mean, he tells like they're telling him to back off as well. It's quite sweet when he goes to get the drinks. It's like back off. You're like, oh, okay. He's getting. You can tell he's getting upset, and that someone, you know, Dan's kind of stepping on his toes, and Jamie misinterprets him, kind of telling quite a sweet story about Jamie, um, as making fun of him, and yeah, it just gets a little bit out of hand. And he's been to prison, and then he goes and runs outside. What really made me laugh actually is when he he when we first see Jamie when the teacher has arrived and he's kind of laying across the thing under the window and he's like, so, you know, and he's trying to be all like casual, but he's dressed in his little suit and stuff, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but yeah, he has that quite, it's quite a nasty moment with Dan. I don't know how Dan then explained what happened to the teacher. Like, would she go, oh, okay, should I be leaving? Because she didn't leave. He then goes outside and sends Jamie back in for another, you know, hour or whatever to finish the date. But 
what does what does he say in the meantime like yeah i killed my brother um and they let me out because you know that's just how this the the, the system works here like I don't, what what's what's that conversation sophie what what are they having in the meantime while jamie's storming oh. out that's true i didn't think about that i'm sure dan was probably just like oh kids you know and she's probably like mm, yeah kids say all sorts of crazy things yeah, <laughs> yeah they I've didn't address that <laughs> yeah don't don't ever google my name because you know i wasn't the mayor and i never went to prison <laughs> <laughs> what about and you Simon? what what are they saying what are they saying when when jamie storms out I, yeah, it is, that is awkward, um, especially because, you know, like, uh, I don't know what, how old would you, is kindergarten, is it a bit older than that? I'm not sure in the American school system, but you know, like a kindergarten school teacher to a ex-convict murderer is sort of <laughs> complete opposites, isn't it? So, um, but I'm Dan smooth with it, isn't he? So I'm sure he he sort of <laughs> smoothed his way through it. Makes murder sound sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and guy. then on the other side of this, we've got we've got Brooke and Julian. Julian's really enjoying um, sex. Uh, like he makes that abundantly clear throughout the episode. So I guess to our previous point about Haley and Nathan. Julian is giving us the male perspective there. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about all of that, Sophie, and their dynamic? Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I understand, like, Brooke's journey, of course, throughout this whole episode. Um, like, it was pretty annoying how, like, you know, that's all he spoke about that whole time. It's just everything... It's just like, you know, just the sex jokes, like nonstop. And um, I for sure understand like why Brooke got upset because it's also like coming from someone that like wasn't even there around that time as well. And like just to keep having like those digs. I don't know, especially because I'm someone that like takes things personally like that as well. I would just be like, piss off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys well, think? it's an old version of her as well like she is an evolved version this is from her she's an adult looking back on or still a young adult but looking back on her teenage life and she feels like it's a misrepresentation or it feels like it's a skin deep representation it's not like what she said i was also the head cheerleader i was school president or student president or whatever it is and you know all of these other things and it feels like that's being glossed over so dom did you feel like she had a right to be mad yeah definitely i think there's so much more to the character starting a clothing line was the was the other one you know when oh yeah she was at school um right but yeah absolutely spot on with those points is that she had every right to be pissed off with it um because it just made her out to be this sex crazed teenager which you know i think you know to a degree that's true but to a degree that i think that's true for everyone so um it's not so much a um like a brook central kind of thing or it doesn't necessarily need to be but the girl that's playing brook is incredibly annoying but also incredibly accurate at being brook yes and I, I also didn't understand like like she did Brooke's signature move, which was get naked in the back of her car. 
but she did that to Brooke, which was a bit weird to begin <laughs> with. But fine, if you want, you know, the the full experience and, and to show off to the person that you're representing and playing, then fine. But to suddenly then produce that bit of paper that has all the information on it, like that had the what Brooke thinks about, you know, you know the three things Brooke thinks about sex, 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 whatever. Why does she have that on her when she hasn't got any clothes on her? I don't get it. It's just, it was a bit of a random one. But um, yeah, she's she's quite irritating, the one that plays Brooke. But I think Brooke is justified to sort of go in and throw the Letterman jacket at him. Beautiful catch that he does to avoid it hitting his lovely face that, you know, uh, would get him into all sorts of trouble. Probably sinks ships with that face. Um and well, what does that mean? It's to sink do with mermaids, ships. isn't it? Mermaids, you know, they sink ships, don't they? Because they're beautiful. So oh, he's attracting mermaids out of the ocean and then they're going to sink the ship that he is on. Sure, let's go with that. That's exactly what's going to happen. Crazy. Um, you, did you know about that, Sophie? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, um, something new every day. And... Yeah, I, I totally think Brooke is justified and can have a bit of a hissy fit. But again, she goes in, her problems are more important than Sam's problems. Sam's got like, like, oh, we could have pizza to celebrate. And she's like, celebrate what? You know, everyone think I'm a sex crazed maniac when I was a teenager and I did this, that and the other. Nobody really pays any attention to Sam other than the fact that she has a giant head. I will mention it on every episode that she is on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Any comments to that, Sophie? <laughs> no. Dumb. Sums it up well. I have my good, moments. Good job, Dom. <laughs> what? Okay. And then Lucas gets very stressed, doesn't he? Um, with all of the different decisions, he he. He he does show up at the baby scan though, which is good. Mm, junk uh, almost died as a baby in a toilet. <laughs> he did. He absolutely did. And is it is it is is it Fergie that didn't get in the film? Fergie didn't get that's Fergie cold that, dog. Yeah, who 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 are you playing on the river court with? Well, like mouth and skills, you know. Mouth but doesn't even play basketball. Mouth doesn't ever. play basketball. Yeah, he just sits there commentating. <laughs> it's just so silly, but it's quite funny. Like I hope they get written in now. They get an like an added part, or they they get a cameo or something like that. Yeah, like what the hell? That would be good to see. Get them in yeah. there. Get them involved. You'd give them a job, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd make sure that your friends would look were looked after. Surely, definitely. You get them on the crew somehow, or get them involved. If you directed a film, it, like it would be a given. I wouldn't even ask. I would assume that I'm I'm an extra or something, or I do something. I'd give you lines. Give me a line. Yeah. Let me have a line. Yeah. I'd expect it back as well. I'd expect it the other way. I'd give like, you'd be what? the leading man. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite Paul Johansson. It's written in the stars. Um, and then, okay, uh, Reese um, sleeps with non-Payton, right? One of them. He's just I thought it was funny how... um. 
the line where he's like, she was Peyton and I was Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. He is the best. I love him mm. in this. It's, uh, he might be the best character in the whole show. I don't. For entertainment <laughs> value. He's kind of like, because he's kind of filling that Chris Keller uh, void. Yeah, that vibe and the void that was kind of left by him of like someone that's so over the top, ridiculous, arrogant, self-assured and funny at the same time. Yeah, they're they're quite a good... That would be wonderful to see them interact with each other. Chris Keller did the the soundtrack or something. Don, we haven't really asked you any predictions. Will you give us some predictions for some people's? Sure. Well, we know who's playing who, so that's fine. So we've got the cast. The cast is set. We saw a, a whitey. A whitey. There was, there was a, a whitey. whitey. There's mention of whitey Ooh. as well. I'm very much looking forward to his uh, return because I've still got that on the cards. The, the, we couldn't have Tree Hill survive this long without whitey. He's part of the furniture, you know, babbling in a dress somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what we need. We need him back. He's got to come back at some point. I'm convinced that he's got to return. Maybe the fact that everybody's just fucked off from coaching the basketball team, they need Whitey <laughs> to come back to to take over and actually handle it. But I would love to see him come back. Maybe if it, even if he's coming back to see the film be put together or see who's playing him or something like that, some sort of involvement. Um, the next episode, I think, will probably be a continuation it will be maybe include a bit of filming or they're putting the film together because we jumped to casting quite quickly um so hopefully we jump to actually some some filming and things going on more stuff will probably go wrong in Peyton's life because it just does and loneliness and you know she doesn't appear to do much of anything else at the moment she's no like record producing I guess because she can't get into her own space um so hopefully they've moved out of the way and she can get back in at trick into her office and studio um nathan i think is going to have a tough time with this guy returning that made fun of his green shoes or whatever um someone to challenge him in the team i i think we we might have the obvious trajectory of them winning a few games now and nathan being the ultimate team player and getting some good opportunities i think maybe bobby will get selected to go to the um, NBA as a coach. Bobby. But Nathan might not make it. Oh. Nathan's injury might hinder him a little bit. We haven't had any mention of back injuries lately. That might that might come back to haunt him. Uh, who else is there? Lucas will have some sort of crazy mental breakdown over this film. Uh, Julian and Brooke will be... <laughs> said, said with such kindness. Happier. <laughs> Um, it, it just seems that Brooke is pissed off in every episode lately for about three quarters of the episode and then he makes it all better towards the end. So I think that will continue. Um, who else is there? That's kind of everyone. Dan and Jamie, I think, are, I think they're okay. Um, Dan's little bleeper, is that going to go off soon? Get him a heart? Get him a heart, somebody. Come on. Just let him give, have yours. Give him a heart. You don't need it. Just let him have it. Yeah. Um, anyone I'm missing? Haley, did you say Haley? Hey, well, interestingly, Haley getting fired would be quite interesting, and then going off to do some sort of new record, like a new Haley James record. Haley James Scott would be good. Would be interesting to see. 
Do we think Haley trained to be a teacher? Like, what did she do in college? Probably English. She's probably trained to be a teacher somewhere. She got, I don't think it's a job you can just walk into. No, that's what I mean. Days. So it must be <laughs> like, has has she like given up on her? Would it be giving up on a dream on something she's worked for? Well, I think the dream was always singing. I think right. she she put that to one side, took a job that was a bit more realistic practical i don't know i don't know how to to phrase it um but you know having having a best friend that's a record producer and has their own label has its benefits surely so and a husband who's who may or may not go to the nba we will so see she, she's got so the cash flow and a son and that can raise himself <laughs> yes exactly a son that can do it himself and is the <laughs> you know the most respected character in tree hill <laughs> Well, Sophie, anything to add before we go to judgments? Um, I just loved the end montage. So I know you guys aren't, um, don't like love the music as much. It's not the part that you guys particularly focus on, but I don't know. Whenever I think of an episode I like, I always think of the end montage and just having the fray. You found me over, um, you know, like all the different iconic quotes that we love from the earlier seasons. I just loved mm. that. And um, and also, it was also funny when um, what's his name? Adam Reese suggested that Peyton would play a good Deb. Yes, I liked that as well. <laughs> that, was per- that was perfect. Deb's got to return at it. some point as well. Surely, that's another good point. Deb yeah, Nan- to- Nanny Deb. Deb. What was the last time she was in when she put a bottle to Nanny Kerry's face? Yeah. Was that, this, was that this season? <laughs> that was this season, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> what a mixed bag. <laughs> what a, yeah, what a mixed bag this has been. Well, good. Well, before we go any further, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... And how could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net, Dom because basketballs go through... Hoops. But Sophie, they also go through Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Sophie, who was your favorite performer of this episode? I'm going to give it to Jackson Brundage, who plays Jamie. Um, Particularly, I really liked, you know, that um, that scene where we first kind of see um, him and Dan, they're like walking home from school when he first brings up um, having someone over. I don't know. I just feel like he's such a good little actor, like the way that they had that banter, especially when Dan was teasing him. And he's like, no, no. I don't know. Just that scene. I found it was just so natural and so good. So, yeah, he gets it for me. Can I, I just make one little comment about that scene? When I was watching it earlier, I noticed that the road that they're walking up, so like Jamie's walking up like on a wall that's raised and Dan's walking next to him. In the distance, you can see there's a car and underneath the car, you can see there's blue flashing lights. So it's like a police car, like just beyond it. And I wonder if they closed the road so that he could do that scene and they had the police come and close the road. Because mm. the police car was there the whole time. With this blue flashy lights on. I just thought yeah, I'd have that in. Maybe. But it's a, it's a great scene, though. Really that would have been a good question for our man, Matt Sullivan. 
which if you haven't listened to that episode yet, peoples, that is available. I'm being attacked by a moth right now. Uh, that is available on our, what is it? Podcast. Our, pod, our, our feed. <laughs> our, our everything. <laughs> it's, on, it's on this thing that we do. Sophie, did, have, you, have you listened to Matt? I did. It was really good. What a legend that he came on. Here's the guy. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. He's, Such his, a reminder he, of like how much goes into all that. Definitely. Like just all definitely. those details. Like you just, you know, watching these shows, you just think, you know, oh, it's just there, but you don't realize like how much thought and time goes into it. Absolutely. And he is our our one hope of getting a trouser hound poster on Dom's living room wall right there yep that's where it's gonna go can't wait i know the frame i'm gonna get for you and everything oh god i'm gonna give it to you framed so it's just you've got no choice i'm gonna give you the digital file because i'm not gonna give you you know oh i'll get round to printing it no no excuses here's one i did for you throw it up there i don't want it to be massive i don't want it like multiplicity size like even if it's the other way well, it'll like be, it poetry. has to be the size of the image. It has to be, it's a mo- it'll be the size that it was in the show. God, that's Accurate. quite large, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a five, is it? I'm not having any of that. But I'll put it with white tea. Yeah. <laughs> just on my desk. It's just a, co- a coaster. Oh, dear. Uh, well, great choice, Sophie. Great choice. Dom? Uh, I chose James Van Der Beek. I thought he was quality in this episode, and he uh, he makes it a lot of fun. He is very funny, and you're exactly right about your Chris Keller comparison about the character. But yes, I picked him. What about you, mate? Great choice. Ah, I really want to choose him because he's just so good and he's just the best. But I'm actually I'm going to choose Paul Johansson as the 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 other of the combo um, of Jamie and Dan. Just I really liked his speech of, you're my best friend, don't you know that? I just really like that moment. And <laughs> Paul Johansson makes it believable. Like, not many... I don't know if all of the actors could be as versatile as him. All of the actors are great, but in particular, I think he is special. So I'll go with Paul Johansson. Nice. Sophie, who was your favourite character of the episode? I'm going to go with Brooke. I feel like it was a pretty heavy Brooke episode and and I liked her journey and I liked where she ended up with Julian um, by the end of the episode. Because I don't know, it's nice to like, um, like have someone to like root for with her again because I feel like she's had some shitty love interests the past few seasons. So, I don't know. I liked how she stood up for herself and yeah. Yeah, nice. Good points. Dom? Uh, I, I sort of changed my mind. I was originally going to pick Reese or Adam Reese, whatever his name is, but I, I'm going to pick Dan Scott. Um, I think he had a, a pretty solid episode and kind of patched things up with uh, the, the whole scene that, that Sophie was talking about with, with Jamie was really sweet and telling him like how Scott men handle things and stuff and um, kind of playing that 
kind of side of it and then the more sensitive side when he thought he'd really upset Jamie and trying to make things better he's like no no you you go in I'm gonna sit this one out so I think Dan Dan was pretty awesome this episode what about you mate also a good choice I I have to go with Adam Reese for this (laughs) he's just the best (laughs) like I love Trouser Hound and Trouser Hound loves you back or whatever it was he says. I think he says that. It's just the best. It's so good. And it's because he's the juxtaposition of his character in Dawson's Creek. It just adds that extra layer of, of comedy. Sophie, who is your favorite background performer? One line or less. Um, The actor that was cast as Keith. You could see him sitting at the table at the end. <laughs> Made me sad. Oh, Keith. Bring back Keith. Keith. What a slab of beef. <laughs> Dom? Um, there's <laughs> there's a lad standing behind Sam when she's leaning against the lockers. Uh, there's, there's a kid that says, hey, great, great essay, Sam, or whatever, where, as they're reading it. But there's a, there's a guy standing behind her and he's pretending to turn the combination on his padlock but isn't turning it. He's just got his hands on it doing just making the motion. But the, the dial the dial isn't moving. So I, I thought this is just fantastic. Like someone has left that in and it's ridiculous. But I thought that that kid gets deserved a mention. So I've gone with him. Or, or I you? wonder if he wasn't allowed to turn it because it might make noise or something. Yeah, I guess every yeah, time yeah. Like, moves it. Yeah, maybe. But like, why have it in shot? It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's a bit silly, but it would just be um, doing something else. Just be reading a book or something. Or yeah, it was really yeah. distracting. Just every time he was there, <laughs> and he was there for ages as well, like not turning it. I thought maybe he's confused. But yeah, it was good. Do- do you know sometimes uh, I've listened to podcasts like that are like this that are after shows for TV shows where I've listened if it's something I've seen before I've listened to the podcast episode first and then watched the actual episode so if anyone is ever watching like that that would be great because then you know they can spot background performers like that <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the at the table read with the guy the back the guy that's playing Whitey of course got to movie whitey (laughs) and sophie what was your favorite line of the episode this is really hard i feel like there were just so many good lines throughout the whole episode but for some reason i'm just gonna go with the og brooke davis quote at the end that um at the table read that is her name missy the girl that's cast as brooke yeah that reads out um it's that whole speech that she gives to Lucas back in season three about like how she wanted her to fight for me and that, mm-hmm. you know, nice. I want you to tell me that you'd rather be alone than be without me. I'm just like, Oh, it's <laughs> iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. T-shirt worthy as we like to say. Yeah. Mm. Great. Dom. Um, I, I've also gone for, and I wrote the character's name down as weird sofa Peyton. Um, because when Peyton sits next to her and this is another iconic line and she sits there, looks at her and goes, why do people always leave? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I picked her for, I picked that as my favorite line. Yeah. And what's great. I, I'm going to have to go with Fergie when, <laughs> so, who did you play with on the river court? He's like, well, <laughs> skills and mouth. He's like, that's cold, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cold. And it is. So cold. So cold. 
it's his delivery of it as well it's so Fergie hasn't had many lines in this show but has been a constant in the background but from his demeanor and the way he delivers lines I feel like we know him like we know how he is and it was delivered in a Fergie way just that's cold it's very (laughs) love it yeah i wish he was my if i was in tree hill i'd want fergie to be my friend i'd be friends <laughs> with junk and well that is basically is lucas isn't it but i'd be friends with junk and fergie like they don't they're, they're not, not getting lucas. Into, well they're not getting into trouble are they they're just <laughs> you know okay and then sophie what's your favorite song of the episode i think you kind of gave this away a bit already <laughs> yeah spoiler um yeah you found me the fray like that song was um was so big back in that time right like i don't know did you guys go through a fray stage where you get sad and listen to their music <laughs> think like how to save a life was just played massively over here like continuously by them which you know it's a huge hit so but i i also picked uh you found me by the fray as well as my song so as did so, i um i didn't i i like that song i didn't get sad and listen to them i would get sad and listen to meatloaf a lot um if that's any kind of comparison i don't i don't think it is but it's a comparison i i don't get sad so it's okay he doesn't he doesn't true (laughs) nothing i have to worry about last but not least we have the precious precious rating so Sophie, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Stayed the same. Dom, same questions. Um, I think after the watch along last week, I had a number in my head, and then rewatching, I think the number probably stayed the same. But after talking about it, it's changed a bit. I think it might have increased. So I'm going to say there's an increase there. What about you, Simon? Same questions to you. I had a number and it stayed the same. I'm confident within the number. Okay. But I'm also confident that this is probably going to turn into a debate. So (laughs) we will see. We will go after three. One, two, three, nine. Nine. Ooh, <laughs> spicy! I so for nine, <laughs> it's a nine. <laughs> for cl- so for clarity, w- w- can we go for clarity? Go on, yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Will you Jump clear in. it up for us? I will do. Yeah. So Simon uh, and myself, we jumped in at a nine, and Sophie, <laughs> obviously something lost in translation or in, in the uh, in the connection because you are the other side of the world. Uh, but Sophie said eight, but I, I I was originally at an eight. And I think after all the conversation, I jumped up to, I moved up to a nine. Um, and I'll give a bit of clarification. I think the episode was funny. Like Sophie mentioned, it was funny kind of all the way through. It was a really good, like comedic episode with really like light kind of touch points. Either Haley bringing that or um, 
re-bringing those in and him being that Chris Keller kind of character, like you said, Simon, is something that I think we need. We need somebody to just be pushing the boundaries of people's patience and watching Lucas kind of lose his shit was quite <laughs> <Yeah>. quite funny. <laughs> um, and I, I actually thought the episode was quite good, like overall, the, like the painting story was a bit like, well, you know, we can get on with it. But actually there's touching moments in there that she's really struggling with being alone. Um, because she's been quite isolated and she's kind of kicked out of her office and nobody's really sticking around to help her for, for long and the person that should be there isn't there. So overall, I th- it went from an eight for me to a nine. So I can see why Sophie picked an eight. But yeah, I think I think after the conversation with you, Sophie, it improved it for me. What were your thoughts, Sophie? Why did you go to a disgraceful eight on an episode <laughs> that's your favourite episode of season six? Is it because Paul Johansson wasn't here? I can't work miracles every time. Please. It's just so not good enough. <laughs> um, it's probably not a good way to go about it. But when I was like thinking of the rating, I always consider like what I think you guys will rate it to and how to like work <laughs> that in. But I shouldn't care what you guys think. Um, never never <laughs> no, care what we think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. I know. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, well, it's obviously not a 10 because a 10 One Tree Hill episode is like, you know, the full drama, the plot twists, the the car crashes, of course. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of settled on eight, but, you know, it's terribly mistaken. It's early here, so it's not <laughs> for me. It's early. You're in a basement. Yeah. We're not sure if yeah. you're there against your will or not. It's a whole... Uh, Okay, so you're happy to go to a nine? For sure. If you'll accept then, it. Oh, well, of <laughs> course, of course. <laughs> then we will call this one a nine. Sophie, wonderful as always. Thank you so much for joining us so early. And obviously you're in hostile conditions there, you know, in this <laughs> exposed brick. No, I'm joking. We're, we're really great. I, on a separate note, I need to find out more about you living in a hotel. This sounds like the plot of like a sitcom i think you could have your own 90s style sitcom of living in a hotel oh definitely with all the things that happens in hotels yeah sure maybe i'll just have my own segment at the start of each podcast episode where i just update everyone that actually (laughs) would be hilarious (laughs) send it through send send something through as voice notes i would definitely include them on um and then (laughs) We also, I could talk to you forever about Lost, and I'm hoping that well, you know soon when we, if we can convince Dom that Lost is the next podcast, then it's so, as you said, um, it's so podcastable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to be. Dom would love it, I think. I but think. no, thank you guys so much for having me on. As always, I know I'm kind of more of like a, a silent raven, but I'm always listening, always following. Thank you. Well, we love we love having you on as always, and yeah, it's even better when we get to be on together. And I think we have the last few at least, which is good. So yeah, already looking forward to to seeing you in season seven, early season seven as well. And yeah, thanks so much for staying awake and being up so early and joining us and all the all the things. And our Australian Ravens are so committed, and you're definitely a part of that gang. So yeah, we just appreciate it so much. Thank you. Well. Thank you. Happy to. But before we go anywhere, Dom needs to do a Ravens chant in some sort of accent, impression, 
figurative dance. He will do whatever you want. What do you want him to do? Ooh. Uh, maybe like, you know, an Australian chant. <laughs> type of oh, vibe. yeah. Can you do <laughs> Australia, mate? Simon should be doing the Aussie. <laughs> no, no. That's, no, I lost it. That's just for you. <laughs> we'll do it in, a, in spirit of the World Cup, being down there, down under. Um, are, you, are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, let's go for it. Right, are you ready? Hey, let's go. Aussie all the way. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Here we go. Get on Ravens on three. One, two. Oh, fucking Raven. <laughs> and fucking three. <laughs> ravens. Fucking Ravens, mate. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, it's the most Australian thing ever. <laughs> <laughs>